Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk about the recent week in the NFL, though, because we had a lot of interesting games, I'll say this. Coming, previewing all the games this week, I was like, this might be the, one of the worst weeks of NFL football because none of the matchups on paper looked good. But, you know, I, I feel like I was pleasantly surprised by some. I'll keep it local here because it was one of the more interesting games for like a quarter. The Washington football team yeah. against the Dallas Cowboys. Going into that game, the Cowboys, they were four-point favorites all week long. I got them at a four early, and this happens every single Sunday with America's team. That line, a lot of money starts coming in, and it pushes that line up, up, and up. It got up to a six. I think it closed at six and a half in favor of Dallas. Cowboys end up winning that game 27 to 20. It wasn't relatively close until the end where Heineke tried to work his magic. Cole Holcomb came through and got an interception. But what were your takeaways from that game? I've been betting against Washington for the four straight weeks, and I lost a lot of money. But I said, I'm going back to, to the well until they face an offense that can actually put some pressure on them. And early, Dallas just took advantage of them. You know that's my team, but I've faded them all year, uh, even during this winning streak until last week when I finally picked them to go out to Vegas and beat the Raiders. And that that was the first testament to me of like, yeah. okay, this team maybe has turned a corner. This team really has kind of figured things out. And then you watch the first half of this game where they're down 24 nothing, 18 nothing in the first quarter. Looked lifeless. And it just... Just a, a complete debacle. Now, granted, Washington's offensive line, they were down to their fourth center. Uh, they've been missing guys on that offensive line for majority of the season. Yeah. Logan Thomas was a big loss at, at tight end for them. But the reality of it is they're just not better than Dallas. And and I bought in. And I, you know what? I, I, I And I was stupid, and I did probably did it because I got caught up in the moment on my show, and I said, I'm going to take the Washington money line. I'm going to do this. I'm going to finally buy in. And, of course, I paid for it. But the reality of it is Dallas is just better. better but team. Dallas also didn't look good. I mean, Dak Prescott threw a couple of picks, should have had maybe three more. There were a couple of picks that were Both dropped by Washington's terrible defense. Games. Well, look, there's a difference between Dak Prescott and Taylor Heineke. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Taylor Heineke is a really good backup probably in this league. I'm sorry, Dak. But there, you, yeah, there, are, but there are people in yeah. Washington, by the way. I was doing the postgame show, too, after that. And there are people that still think he's a he is a franchise quarterback, and I just want to run my head through a wall. Yeah. And, and it's just I can't take it anymore with these people. But what are you going to do? Not everybody's going to listen. But Dak Prescott has not looked right since he came back from that calf injury. Yeah. And, and that, that's a real problem for Dallas. Some of it, too, is they're not running the ball the way that they were. Mm-hmm. Coming into that game, in their, in their eight wins, they averaged 33 rushes per game. Mm-hmm. And in their four losses, just 17. Yep. So and they're not running the ball enough. They don't necessarily have the ability to do it with multiple injuries at the running back position. But if they can't do that, they're going to be in big trouble in a, in a crowded NFC. I mean, there's a ton of different teams. It's a deep There's NFC. not really one team that I could look at and say they're, de- they're definitely a Super Bowl team. Like, you can convince yourself yes and no for like five teams in each conference. And we've been saying that. It's funny. We've been saying that all yeah. year long on the show. It's like even with the MVP race, like who do you point to as the best player in football right now? It's hard because even well, Tom Brady put on a master class against Tampa. They still almost lost that game. Yep. I mean, against uh, Buffalo. They still almost lost that game. But if you went to bet MGM, the odds were like Josh Allen was a favorite to win MVP. That Josh Allen looked terrible all season long. So it's with teams, it's very, it's a very close race. If I would have told you that the Cardinals were the best team in football right now to come into the season, you would not believe me. But it's it's crazy. But yeah, that Dallas Cowboys team did not quite impress me. But of course, the running game is hampered. And then what they would what, uh, what uh, their tackle 
uh, what's his name? Tyron Smith. Yeah, he's out again. He's out coming he's gonna up. He's going to be out this week. Coming up this week. So it's going to be hard. And who knows how the planter uh, uh, for Tony Pollard, who has become the like the, the what? The planter, planter fleshitis. Oh, yeah. Right. I had it before. So so I, I know. I just try to. I, I was like, he's trying to avoid saying the whole word, isn't he? <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. He thought I was going to gloss over but, that. You know, when you asked me to say it, I was like, do I know how to say it? But I've had, I've had planter fleshitis before, and it's not fun. They put wedges in your cleats, and you got to walk like on heels. Oh. It's, it's hard. It, it sucks. It sucks. You can't push off. But Tony Pollard has kind of become the lead back there, and we've yeah. really started to question, is Zeke the guy who's – is Zeke going to be there next year is the biggest question, but Zeke didn't really impress. So they've got some things that they got to work out. But that game, I, I took the Cowboys to cover the number. It was scary down the stretch. You were smart. But, you, what I usually do is I don't, I don't like to let my emotions or teams that I care about get involved in bets, period. I, I stay away from almost all of it mm-hmm. just because of that moment where you just like, oh, maybe I'm going to buy in this time. Or, and then you got to do the emotional hedge, and it just becomes a whole thing. Yeah. So I usually stay away. I was dumb. I got caught up in the moment, and I should have gone Dallas because my gut told me take the Cowboys in this. But yeah. look, the Cowboys went into that losers of three of their last five, and yep. Washington won four straight. So it's not like it wasn't reasonable to have some confidence sure. in Washington. For so. sure, the, the, the Washington football team got the most public money bet on them this uh, past Sunday than any se- any game this season. So you're not the only one that believed in the hype. I just had to continue to bet against them because it was a part of the bid at that point. It's four straight weeks I lost money. I was like, <laughs> either I'm going to win some money or my team is going to beat the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm all in so that hedge kind of worked it out works. in my favor yeah, that, it, that hedge does work um let's talk about a team that is kind of in shambles as well though the Ravens against the Browns the Browns end up winning this game 24 to 22 it was not easy it was not easy Lamar Jackson goes down after like what eight passing attempts in that game with an ankle he's questionable coming up this Sunday but the Ravens all season long they just haven't looked right that offense looks terrible they've they've played some you know maybe some inspired football, I I immediately go back to that game against the Colts where Lamar turned it on in the fourth quarter in overtime. But since then, they lost to a Browns team that pretty much dominated that entire game. And I'm not hounding the Browns so far this year either. The most important thing in that game, though, Ravens hit that plus two and a half. They hit the plus two and it was a squeaker. Good teams win, great teams come. And that's really all that matters. And that's what mattered to me in that. But look, the Ravens have been devastated by injuries throughout this entire season. I mean, Mm -hmm. you think about uh, from... The before the first game of the regular season, you're watching multiple running backs go down, and then Marcus Peters is hurt, mm-hmm. and then it's continued to go on throughout the entire year. But the big reason was is when Lamar Jackson is playing well, they're winning because he can do everything on the field for right. them. The problem is is we've now seen injury aside in this game. Obviously, it looks like it's not going to be something too serious. He's avoided a high ankle sprain, which you know those things linger forever. But it's, Lamar, worse. Lamar worst. Jackson is all that team has now at this point. They've yeah. been devastated by injuries and if he's not it's more than just him being able to run the football though and we see those flashes at times right where you watch the bullet point passes and he breaks a franchise record for the most passing yards in a single game yeah and you watch these pinpoint Aaron Rodgers looking throws and you go that's the guy that we think you that's can be MVP. but then there's other moments where it's it's just really really bad decisions and look he is still a young quarterback so you look over that slightly, but when you've won an MVP and you have yeah. Super Bowl aspirations, you don't really have a ton of time to grow in the NFL, and that's that's kind of where it is now with him. You expect him to take this team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get concerned for my guy, man, because he's looked excellent. Like, have defenses figured him out? Like, I, and I don't know if I want to hang my hat on that, but like a lot of these quarterbacks that we have seen this year, what do you look at? The most explosive offenses. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. You got the Buffalo Bills. You got the offense that is, that it can be with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. It's like, if you can't, you know, get explosive plays, plays of 40 yards, 20 yards or more, 
what is your offense then? Especially if you're injured like the Ravens when you can't necessarily run the ball and get some easy yard. It's just like they just teams just go cover two shell. They take away the deep shots and everything underneath. We're going to force you to nickel and dime and dink and dunk your way down the field. And if you can't do that and make the simple throws, you're not going to have any success. There's also issues, though, too, with a quarterback that does rely on his legs for a couple reasons. One, you worry about him getting hurt, yeah. which now is a thing. But two... When that becomes something that's always a fail-safe, right, that's that golden parachute that yep. a quarterback has where, hey, I go through quickly, I don't see anybody open, I'm going to run, it's harder to develop as a passer because you have that comfort zone. And that's yeah. that's the one thing, as athletic as he is, as talented as he is, he's going to have to try to push that that mindset aside a little bit if he wants to get better as a passer. Yeah, man. Who do the Ravens play next week? Oh, they play the Packers, right? Don't they play the Packers in Baltimore, I believe? I think Ryan is going to that game. Next yeah. week, yep, they Packers. Play. Yep, wow. they got Packers are at uh, in Baltimore. Duh, 425 Eastern. And it got flexed. It wasn't 1 o'clock. And I said 425. We'll see what they do because the Packers, they look pretty darn good. Even though they came off a bye and kind of almost let the Bears just win that game outright. But we'll talk more about that later. Ah, details, details. Details, details. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Buccaneers and the Bills, though. I backed the Buccaneers. That was only made two plays in the NFL on Sunday. It was the Dallas Cowboys and the Buccaneers. The Bucs, minus three. But like the best play of my life. Oh, I, that, was, that was my lock. Not a that sweat. That was my guaranteed pick. And yeah. then the Bills came rumbling back in the second half of that game, and they made things really interesting, forced overtime. But thank God for overtime. We get the touchdown and not the field goal, I so we don't get a push. I had two squeakers, man. It was this. It was the Bucks minus – I think I had them at three and a half. Bucks yeah. minus three and a half. And then it was – Baltimore plus two and a yep. half. Those were those were the little sweat ones for me. I love the Buccaneers. Thank you for covering at home. Tom Brady still looks phenomenal. That defense really has to get some things together, though. And it, it's because of the fact that that secondary gets torn apart. It's clear. Even with the Buccaneers playing lights out, that secondary is a liability. And the Bills, they started to get some confidence, but I'm very concerned about the Bills. They've been favorites all year long to do something special. And right now, they are they just can't get out their way, and they're losing a lot of games.